Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bats. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, March 30th, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. And joining us this morning, first time in a long time, is intern Jacob back in the house. So happy to have him. Intern Jacob, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing, you hear just well. a dance on Severe Wheeler's grave? You heard, you heard me let it out. So now you're, you're. It's time to get your turn in. I mean, that was like forty-five percent. <laughs> what was the other fifty-five? <laughs> I just missed you guys. No, oh. oh, we yeah. missed you. Yeah, no, I can only go so long. Oh, yep. cut, cut that club. Yeah, yeah. All right, good to know. I suppose. <laughs> good, good to know. I suppose. March 30th, 2023, two more episodes of March, two more shows in March, and two more days in March. And then turn the calendar as 2023 is roaring on by. Good to have the intern back in the house. Always great to have the best producer in the city, Justin Kalen. Justin, how are you? I am good. I'm nice and tired. However, I am not the producer today. Intern Jacob came in all gung-ho. He was like, hey, man. I can do that if you want. I might just need a couple refreshers. So he is actually producing today. So if there's anything egregious that goes down, it's intern Jacob's fault. But yeah, I'm good. I'm nice and tired. Didn't get home till about midnight last night. Went to the Hofbrau house. Had a big old time with members of the German American Club. Drank a lot of beer. Uh, ate a lot of good food. So I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm just paying for today with a little bit of tiredness. No time for a nap, but that's all right. It's It's Thursday. Like you said, TJ, week's almost over. How was Cincinnati this time of the year? It was good. It was, it was nice nice and chill. I've never actually been to the Hofbrau House, so it was really cool to check that place out. Can seat so many people. Just in an, an incredible place. Had a had a really good time and really enjoyed Cincinnati. The trip, we took a nice big like tour bus up. Had the most comfortable headrests I've ever sat in in my entire life. So I uh, proceeded to sleep on the way there and the way home. It was nice. So, so you shouldn't be tired. I'm not as tired as I could be, correct. And how much was it on the way back, sleep versus passing out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, I actually, so I, my intention was not to sleep on the way home. My intention was to stay up the entire time. Um, but I had a couple beers on the way home and I was like, yeah, I just, I can't stay awake anymore. So well, I, I'd say about 50, 50. Well, it sounds like zero 100 <laughs> when your plan was to not go to sleep and then you well, then voluntarily I, fell asleep. I had a change of mindset about halfway through the trip. I don't know. If, I don't know if it was a pass out. It was just uh, oh, maybe I just, should get some sleep here. You definitely had a change of mindset, and it's called <laughs> Dunkle. That's that's what changed your mindset. Oh, scoots, man! Just, uh, just a treasure. Did the did you all get good uh, German American business done last night? Are all the different parties and chapters in the area on the same page? Uh, so no, they. I guess we were the only one there. So the the Louisville <laughs> branch of German American Club. I guess they have some people up there in Cincinnati that frequently come down and come to our events and stuff. So I guess twice a year we go up there. They had a, t- a keg tapping last night um, to roll out their new April beer. So we all got to try that. We had a nice big parade. I got to be a flag holder. And I, got the, I got the Bayern Munich flag, which is my favorite European soccer team. So that was really cool being in the parade holding that flag. And we just walked around, danced everywhere, had a good time, drank, ate. Couldn't couldn't be happier with how last night played out. Well, we didn't know about the parade, so you were yeah. hammered, just marching through a parade. I was. A flag. Yeah, I was, I was dancing the whole time. You should have seen me. It was it was great. <laughs> Where were you parading? Who uh, who were you parading in front of? So was basically, your hosing on too. It, oh yeah, I had my later hosing on, no <laughs> doubt about it. Absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, I know if you all been to the Hofbrau house and it's that big open room where they put the band in, we were yeah. basically just parading through those tables. So it was a, it was a good time. <laughs> so, okay, I can so just imagine people trying to eat their brats and they're like, who's this scooter guy walking yeah. around with the flag? Well, that, <laughs> no, that was the thing, guys. We brought over 50 people. So we were pretty much that and the entirety of that big room was, was our people. <laughs> Sciatica scoots. Yeah, my sciatic, (laughs) oddly enough, my sciatic nerve did not hurt at all yesterday. Thank you, German Dunkel. I don't think my grandparents had made the sacrifices they did for Germans to just be parading around America like that. (laughs) I don't know what to say to that. that. They they actually were anti-Germans marching throughout the country. (laughs) Well, now we're uh, all for one, one for all, right? That's the there you scoots. go. That's the Roush, did I, you have a nice Wednesday evening? Did you enjoy Survivor? You uh, you went to bed early, so that's good. Yeah, um, that Survivor stunk. It just oh, it what? certainly did. It what? Was, it, was, it certainly did. Oh, oh it's so bad, Scoots. I know you didn't get to watch it, but pathetic it's pathetic. Scoots. No, I haven't seen it. I'm just I'm sad to hear that because I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it, it was bad. So it did. It. it did at least like I wasn't so fired up that I like. Couldn't couldn't pass out right, or in, it, yeah, I guess to use Scoots' terms, I couldn't didn't uh, have any trouble falling asleep early. But no, it was a good day. It was a good day. Uh, just getting geared up for big weekend. Um, I'm I'm just I do find it interesting, Scoots, though, that you went to Cincinnati last night when a lot of people are making a pilgrimage to Cincinnati today. Mm-hmm. I um, am up here in Lexington, stopped for coffee, and already saw somebody with their Reds gear out for opening day. Uh, kind of a holiday um, for folks in that area. They make a big deal out of it. Um, intern Jacob, are you a, are you a big? I know you're a golf guy. Are you a big baseball guy? Do you have a team that you're excited to see on opening day today? 
Yeah, I, I grew up playing baseball until I was oh, almost all the way through high school, but it's always been the Reds, which unfortunately right now is not where you want to be, but, you know, you always have faith in them red legs, right? No, I, I, I just think they're going to stink, but I, I don't really know anything, so I don't I don't know any better. 100 losses I'll, coming right up. Admittedly, I also just know less and less about baseball every every year, it seems like, although I tell myself that I'm going to watch more and more of it every year. And I think that's in part just because, you know, UK basketball has left us with a sour taste in our mouth. So I'm like, I need something to pick me up. And then I say I'm going to watch more baseball, end up not watching more baseball. But here's an interesting little little tidbit I don't think I've told on radio. Uh, just randomly, my this was two days ago, I think. My Did, did I mention my dad wanted me to place a bet for him? No. 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 Is this a um, baseball future? Yeah, yeah. So first off, like my dad <laughs> is of all the he, like random bets to place, like going baseball future feels like very hard to move. Totally, totally out of the blue. Like just yeah. this is this is all so so bizarre. But my dad likes sports, but he's not he, you know just very casual. Um, and he will throw some money on horse racing around derby time. Just that when those companies start doing like the, the money guarantee you deposit X amount will match up to X amount. He likes taking advantage of that. And then he'll just, you know, he'll make a, a few bets around derby time. And that's the really extent of his betting, but just out of totally out of the blue comes into my office and he's, says tj could you make a bet for me i i'm sure i could do it but it's probably you know i know you 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 probably easier if you do i mean yeah no problem no problem at all i'm like what do you want to bet he was like i was thinking you can bet like total wins right in baseball is that something you can bet and i was like yeah you can do future bets on wins you can do division winners blah 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 he was like i want to bet the reds over 65 wins and i was like Oh, in- interesting. You got an inside tip, Mr. Redleg? Where is this coming from? And he then he's like, I-, I would like to bet a pretty sizable amount on that if you don't <laughs> if you can if you can do that for me. And I was like, Yeah, I, that's I, I I've luckily I've been kind of hot this March, so the old bankroll on my account is higher than it normally is. So yeah, you let me know the amount, I'll make the bet for you. Reds over 65 wins. I was like, so why, why, why do you feel so confident about this? And he was like, well, I don't. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that, there's, there's, there's our answer. He's like, I just want something to follow throughout the year. It's a super low total. And a lot of times I'll just have Reds games on in the background. So I may as well, may as well get something to get excited about. I was like, oh my gosh, Terry senior, this is, learning from your your baby boy this is something i would do like great good <laughs> good on you um unfortunately the juice was on the over six it was actually 65 and a half was what i got at that and the juice was on the the over so he got minus 120 unfortunately on his number the under was plus 100 for under 65 games which i think the reds are going to stink like every red and i've got a lot of friends that are reds fans and all of them have Zero to no optimism for anything, anything exciting whatsoever. And of course, they started the season historically terrible last year. So I guess maybe some Reds folks are thinking, assuming we don't have one of the worst starts in MLB history, like, you know, we'll probably just be an average bad team. 
Like, we'll be a bad team, but it will just be your normal middle-of-the-pack bad team instead of historically one of the worst. And I don't, and I think they ended up turning it up a little bit last year towards the end of the year, and I could be totally wrong about that. But uh, So he's got something to follow along. I was totally surprised by it. While I was making baseball futures, I was like, all right, I'll go the other way. I'll bet the Red Sox under total, which was a – Sadly, not a very not a very high number. The Red Sox, Vegas, not high on Boston having a remotely good season. And based on what they didn't address in the offseason, I totally do believe it. But uh, where where's your all's baseball excitement level one through ten? I'd say I'm I'm at a I'm at a soft four. Ooh. So the things are moving in the direction to get me to turn like to pay more attention. I think the new pitch clock is something that will, uh, I don't know if make me more engaged, but it's just, I, that's, that's the, like, I, I'm the casual they're trying to win over. I think the ultimate, the, um, the final uh, infinity stone in the gauntlet though, is getting the hell rid of these RSNs. I don't, I don't, I haven't followed along closely, but I know that a bunch of them are about to declare bankruptcy. So they're having to find alternative ways to broadcast games. And that's really the biggest reason why I just don't throw the baseball games on the background is because I am the millennial YouTube uh, TV cord cutter that doesn't have, like, you just don't have access to the, the, the Fox sports or whatever that ballet sports, all that. So if they, if, if this is the last year where it's not easily available, then I, then yeah, I'm definitely just gotta get rid of that. The stupid RSN stuff. It's it's the worst. Um, it, it was it was great in the old cable model, but like now there's just there's no place for it. Um, so like I can watch some baseball games, but even when they're on like the MLB network for YouTube TV, I can't. It won't let me watch the rest because they'll black it out. Baseball has very stupid rules in that. So they, they've at least made one rule change that I'm here for that I appreciate. Now we need to get the rule change to where it's easier for me to watch them because I have seemingly access to every damn streaming network, but I can't watch just the team up the road play baseball. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, that, that, that that's an issue that I have as well. Uh, in a perfect world, and like again, going to a Red Sox game in Boston, if you ever have the opportunity, you got to take advantage of it. It's awesome. It's quite the experience. But like in a perfect world, if I could even keep up with like the Red Sox fandom or just the Red Sox season as much as I would like to, and again, it gets less and less probably every year, I would want UK baseball to be good enough to where like my baseball watching going through May, ideally maybe into June, is UK. And then after that, if I've still got the baseball itch or I've got baseball fever just to get me to football season, then you know I'll I'll get back on Red Sox and and have fun with that and then playoff baseball is great so like if your team's in the playoffs it's very easy to buy in and get all excited about that but in a perfect world UK baseball will be taking up my baseball rooting interest and I know there's some people out there that are like oh I have every Reds game on and I very very rarely miss the Batcats I, I I don't I, I admittedly just do not have two spots in my life for two baseball teams. Only one, and I, I want it to be the Batcats. I want it to be the Batcats until until their season comes to a conclusion. And ideally, 
that's not after the SEC tournament or some years potentially not even making the SEC tournament. So hopefully they can give a good run for us, and that can be our baseball interest with opening day and the MLB starting today. I wish I was that person that had every Reds game on and every Kentucky baseball game on. I'd like to be that person here soon, but uh, we got something a little more important coming up. This time next week, first tee shot at the Masters will be hit, TJ. Yeah, you just can't you can't talk about it a week out, but that is exciting <laughs> that we're getting closer to it. I like uh, you get the kind of a crappy turn. What is it? The Texas Open this weekend. You kind of get a, a not a great one before the Masters, but yeah, that that will be something that we look forward to next week. Intern Jacob, do you have a pick for the Masters? Some something that the KRC listeners can write down for their bets for next week. Roy's getting it done this time. He's getting the Grand Slam. He's going all the freaking way. You heard it here first. He's getting Put your bets in right now. The career Grand Slam, or he's going to do it all in one one year. He's getting the career Grand Slam. He only needs the Masters. I was going to say it'd be cool if he just won all four majors in a year, though. That would be cool. Take like it that. easy, I mean, Tiger. That'd be pretty insane, yeah. Can you imagine the British Open, aka the Open? Don't need any British people to angrily <laughs> in a funny cute little voice to uh, tell me that it's not Boy, the same. It's the Open. <laughs> hey, I guess the, the it wouldn't be really British that'd get upset. It'd be other members of the UK that I think would would take exception to you calling the, it the that. bad the bad UK. Like when you call it the Eng- English Premier League. Just the Premier League, you bloke. Um, little Irish. <laughs> the thing is, though, is if it's like the British Open is only played in territories of Great Britain, right? So I don't see what's what's wrong with calling it that. We're just clarifying. I think it's the all of the UK it's played in. Well, isn't it the same? Isn't Great Britain and the UK the same thing? I don't think so. Really? I think they get pretty mad about that, too. Yeah, but it's not like... I think Great Britain... I think, I think Great Britain is like the island that England's on, and whatever else is on that island. So and it's then, not; it couldn't be Northern Ireland. So that's or, what, and then the UK is like okay. that whole the, all of them, I believe. Okay, okay. Totally I'm gonna wrong, totally could be wrong about that. I know that we have listeners that are probably just like really laughing at us. Maybe See, you're exactly right, TJ. Good job. Wow, I did not know that. Hey, yeah, was but, I really? That's great. Yeah. I, I did. I was probably about like 65, 70% confidence. There was <laughs> a, a pretty big error. There's a pretty big gap there for error. Uh, good. Well, good. Go me. I, I think it's because uh, United Kingdom is a political uh, definition, whereas Great Britain is just like the Isle of Britain, B R I T O N. So, yeah. Okay. It's geographic. Everybody's learning this morning. Everybody's learning. Who would have thought that we'd be just learning, getting facts right at Thursday at 725 on uh, opening day when we're just kind of like, okay, I guess baseball's happening today. That's kind of neat. Yeah, we've got plenty to get to on today's show. You know how we like to start our Kentucky roll calls. Point being how exciting it would be going into the Open, the British Open, with a golfer having won the three previous majors up to that point. would be electric. So the Tiger Slam, when he did it, I think he won the Open last, though. Correct? Like, or no, no, he it was the PGA the next year that he. Or how, what was the order of it? I'm, it's it's been a while. I was a wee little lad. Now I'm, we just needed to be talking in 
British slang the rest of the time. Intern Jacob, can you tell everybody? Do you remember? You don't remember, of course. You weren't alive. What was that, 2008? 2000-2001, Tiger Woods held all four major titles, Masters, U.S. Open, PGA, Open Championship, at the same time. I don't yeah. know. Well, what's the order? Well, two because they switched up the PGA order, so he won the Masters last in two. That's what it would have been, right? Had to have been. Oh gosh! Now, did he win it? We, I was so proud of our did he win the Masters first? Eh, it doesn't matter. I think we're all on the same page that it was cool. Uh, a lot of fun. It was very cool. Y'all ever heard of very, Google? Very cool. Yeah, it was Masters last. He won Master. It was PGA, U.S. Open, and Open in two thousand. Sweating that one out. Sweating that one out. I also. week and then then that can that would be awesome that would be really neat record breaking more masters more tiger everybody loves a little bit more tiger i got a fever and the only prescription is more tiger i, I guess i was really disappointed tj we didn't get any decisions from the kentucky basketball team yesterday Thought i thought i, I could feel it feel it in my bones i thought they were coming didn't get any Oh, so there went TJ. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know what's happening, but <clears throat> so I just got word of what's going on with Dillingham. Is are people saying he's ap- academically un- ineligible to come mm-hmm. to Kentucky, or what's what's the deal there? Yeah, there's there, there's no deal. It's just I think there's um something different, something new, and so there's a lot of uh, people people worried that it might not uh, translate, might not correlate from uh, overtime elite to uh, Lexington. If you will. So, so there's been no like actual statement that that could be a possibility. It's just speculation at this point. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. I, I think it's just like the fact that it's always been kind of a little bit of a, and then now we're at this point and people are just like getting more nervous because there's no, there hasn't been any news out there. There's no more decisions that have been made. We got a severe Wheeler statement though that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what his statement is. I, I didn't read it. Um, well, you should have probably read it. Um, the the stuff with Dillingham, part of it's also just in the past when there's been some smoke, there's been some wildfires. And so I think UK fans are like, all right, there's a little smoke here with Dillingham between the Donda Academy stuff and – the o the OTE and this sort of nobody I think that's done the OTE has gone on to go do college basketball or maybe just like one other person and I think there's some Kentucky fans that are like all right well this is kind of shady again and when this has been shady it's been shade and sharpie and this we don't want another situation like that I think that that's also playing a role in it yes. and to those people's credits like the the worst case scenarios have seemed to happen more times than not in the Calipari era at UK. So 
they're they're nervous about this and i totally understand it i used to be somebody be like no i think they probably have a grip on it they i think they know what they're doing they've unfortunately lost that that benefit of the doubt because they get burnt Uh, and i i don't totally blame them necessarily for getting burnt but it just opens up the door for me that like oh they they don't have everything under control because look at the evidence as of late so they may not have this under control Are you worried, Jacob? I wasn't until now. <laughs> but um, speaking of news we should have got, is it in Chris's best interest to leave? Am I the only one that thinks that that's just totally bizarre for him to go somewhere else? Like, I feel like he could be so good. Like, he has the potential to be a top five pick, and he's just going to up and leave. Like, it's not like he didn't get minutes last year. I mean, he started for over half the season. He, he got his touches, and he'd definitely get them next year if he stayed. I just don't quite understand that one. Well, it's just that's because you're using logic. And um, that that's – that's come on. It's sound logic here. We This is an irrational business. Things get crazy. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you can always trust your logic here in turn, Jacob. That's fair, I guess. But – on the flip side, Reeves coming back wouldn't be so bad, I guess, at least at the start of the season for give the guys somebody to look up to a little bit in the sense of somebody who's came in and actually had some success, if you if you feel what I'm putting down. Oh, I'm feeling it all right. Yeah, you definitely want Reeves back. I think any team would – it's almost kind of just outlandish that – some. And I'm not blaming you, intern Jacob, because there's people that have a more dramatic sentiment than you, where it's like, do do we want Reeves? I don't want anything interrupting these guards developing. And some people may even point to Cason Wallace and Severe Wheeler this past season. But it, I, I think it's apples and oranges. In what world would a team not want a 14-point average scorer coming back? Like, that, that that's wild. And I guess you could theoretically make a case that, hey, some UK fans are 50-50, don't want Oscar back. Some just really want to turn the page and do something different, and he's your all-time leading best rebounder in school history. Uh, but that's that's a, that's a little bit different. A uh, little bit different because it totally kind of changes the way that you, you play on both ends of the floor. With Reeves, he's just a shooter. He's a scorer. Who wouldn't want a 14-point shooter scorer back, even if you do like what you have coming in? And in turn, Jacob, you're exactly right. He can be somebody that the players can look up to. Now he's been in the system a little bit. He started the season slow. I think there's maybe a little bit of friction with him and Cal, or Cal was quote-unquote teaching him a lesson um, or just kind of saying, hey, here's what we need from you on the defensive end. And let and he also wasn't hitting a little bit early on in the season. But they eventually got it figured out. They eventually uh, – he was a staple of the rotation, co-six man of the year in the SEC. I would love for him to be back. And then the Chris Livingston stuff, if he goes to the NBA, I don't really think it's all that wild, crazy, outlandish people need to be all that upset. He's a dude that would be getting drafted on potential. He's not the first one in the Calipari era. He's not the first one in college basketball. It happens every single draft. Uh, It it will be a bummer that UK fans really never got the payoff with him. Uh, You kind of got towards the end of the year, he started playing better, and that's why he was worth getting excited about. 
but you never really got the big consistent payoff. And uh, that's frustrating, but that's the cost of doing business with top freshmen and five stars. Sometimes they take a little bit slower. Sometimes they take a little bit longer. And then the threat of the NBA is always the possibility. Now, if he were to transfer, I think that is a different story where he is a position of need. You can make a good case. He's at a position of need for UK, that four, ideally. I know he still wants to play a little three, but you'd let Justin Edwards take the three. You take the four. Basically interchangeable. Who really cares? They're just numbers. Uh, But if he were to transfer, that would be more head scratching and there'd be conversations worth having, but why not wait for that to happen? Yeah, why, why, why get all, I know maybe in the talk radio business, you're supposed to, you're, you're supposed to do those conversations and hypotheticals, but why not just wait before everybody freaks out? If he transfers, we'll have those conversations. If he goes to the draft, I don't think it's really all that strange. Uh, I, I don't either because I mean, we've been doing this 15 years. How many times have you seen guys that, you thought were surefire locks to come back, and then they weren't. Um, and now we're obviously in a different era where no money, it, like money isn't the driving factor, right? You can make enough to come back, do your own thing. However, it just it just always is It's felt a little uh, precarious with him, right? I don't know if it's him or his people, but it's always felt like you're kind of tiptoeing around Chris and trying to – uh, appease him, right? Because uh, I, I do think there is there's a lot of potential to his game. And would it shock me if he left and then, like, four years from now, he's, like, kind of killed in Johnsoning? No, not at all. Like, where he's getting 20-ish points a game, uh, getting paid a ton of money. Uh, wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, I'd like to see him back. But it, there's also a, an element of uh, having to – Having to play your cards perfectly correct to where he's happy, his people are happy, and I it feels like it's almost a impossible task. And so that's why I ultimately wouldn't be surprised if, if he's announcing soon that he's he's ready to to take his talents to the NBA. It does still kind of make me laugh. I if Livingston were to come back, I'd want him playing more four. You could have Bradshaw or Uganda at the five. That would be a really athletic, quick lineup that should be able to get up and down the floor. Anybody could extend the floor, be able to knock down jump shots. It's fun. I'm not going to get too excited about it because everybody is 1,000% convinced Livingston's leaving, so I will defer to their knowledge and just assume he's gone, so it's not really worth even getting all that excited about. But when everybody talks about Chris Livingston, whether it's message boards, Twitter, podcasts, all that stuff – People do just like kind of misremember that. that oh, he he was play, he played out of position, maybe. But Kentucky again was at their best when you had a healthy Case and Wallace, Reeves, Livingston, Toppin, and Oscar. And I, like even to this day, give me that five against any team in college basketball, and I know yeah. darn well they can lose to a lot of them. But I also think they can beat just about any of them. And I think the way mm-hmm. this tournament's unfolded has shown us that 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 definitely could be the case. But I, it wasn't Livingston at the four. Like, we needed yeah, top in yeah. at the four. It was Livingston at the three. And it worked. It started to work. And then people got injured and people had bum ankles. And there was, you know, there was whole other stuff going on. So, 
it's going to get misremembered probably in the course of UK history, but UK's best lineup once CJ got injured, unfortunately, and he, you know, never was a hundred percent and to the point where he may just hang it up because he's so sick of all these injuries, but UK's bet was at its best when Livingston was actually playing the three. Yeah. And if you want to say, no, it was the, it was the Benny lineup because of stats. It's like, well, of course their stats were better because they rarely played together. Like it was a smaller sample size. They did well in the like, two games that it happened, but uh, A, it took Cal a little while to do it, but then B, once once they put it on the court, they were all hurt. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. never, hurt. never worked out. We should do like an Indiana 1976-style banner, but for the basketball Benny lineup. So the – oh, man. I, I saw that on my timeline recently, and I just really wanted to kind of vomit because – Number one, like they even said it's the number one March Madness team of all time. How, what, 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 I almost what kind of, I almost kind of respect it. That, that's that that, that that doesn't mean anything, Scoots. It, like that's 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 just empty. That's just words. It's word it's, salad. It's, it's, I don't know. Real quick, it what what you do you not know what we're talking about? No, I do. It, I I don't know exactly what you're talking about. But if they were voted the number one March Madness team of all time, that sounds pretty accurate. Last they, team to go undefeated. They, they were they were not. They just. They were not they, voted they, anything. They made, they, I think Bob Knight was uh, like, we need something. We need something to recognize this group separate from other things. And they just, that's what they came up with. Like, they <laughs> came up with it. And instead of undefeated national champs, they put number one March Madness team and like made like a big banner out of it. This is in Assembly Hall? It, it's at Assembly Hall, correct. Really? It, Scoots, you work. You're the Indiana fan. What what the hell? I've never noticed that banner. It's new. It is newer though. Okay. It's like a. It's like a from the Tom Crean era. Maybe maybe late Crean, early Archie Miller. Yeah, I I thought. I think it's been hanging there longer than that. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm all around shocked, so I can't help. I think it's been there for a very long time. Somebody's got to look that up. But it reminded me of when Gloria Stefan made a musical about her successful career. And it was about her, and she made it. She made the musical about herself and about how great and successful she is. Uh, it was pretty good. It was catchy. Had on your feet, get up Come on and, make, and it make it happen, which is uh, just an all-time Parks and Rec scene. But we're going to look that up. I don't, I, I don't think it's a newer banner. I think it's old, um, and it's been there a long time, which makes it a mystery how Scoots didn't notice it. Uh, 2016. Oh, well, okay. I mean, what about a good old radio tease, Roush? Jeez, well, I haven't, haven't been there since 2016, so that I makes mean, sense. We would, have, we, we would have forgotten to bring it up. So uh, We wouldn't have forgotten to bring it up. And secondly, that's wild. 2016 is when they did that. That does make it even more embarrassing. Yeah, it was like 50. I guess that would have been a 50-year anniversary. 16, I'm bad at math, but 16 yeah. to 76. Um, yeah, bunch of losers, bunch Four. of dorks. Indiana Hoosiers. That's what you are. We do have some exciting news to share when we come back from the break, and we've got to get to the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. A lot to chew on over there. Um, yeah. I wanted it to be just like nothing but a text day, but here we go. Intern Jacob shows up. We'll figure it out, though. We'll be right back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, Intern Jacob. It's up to you, bro. Something's stronger than I'm used to 
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh, man. Two weeks ago, we were just hours away from all-day basketball. Three weeks ago, you had all-day basketball, too. Last week, it was just uh, basketball in the evening. But, hey, you had four games. That was pretty cool. Hey, hey, don't don't get down. We still have some good news (laughs) to share. We still have some good news to share. The basketball is going away, but guess what's back? What's that? The Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. <laughs> wow. Yeah, time to get out there, hit the links. Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, Christmas Lake, and Santa Claus, Indiana. And we got a new one on the card this year. Park Mammoth Golf Club. It's right down I-65 in Park City. Revamped. Top five golf courses in Kentucky. And number three best new course in the nation by Golf Digest parkmammothgolfclub.com, where you can find more on them. But all you got to do to get on the Big X Sports Radio to golf card, just go to bigxsportsradio.com, call 812-725-1457. You can play all these courses for under 25 bucks around with the Big X Sports Radio golf card. We spent the entire break talking about how we can get out on the golf course. It's just that time of the year. You get the itch, scratch it by getting the Big X Sports Radio golf card before they're all gone. Yeah, I know a lot of golfers that know golf courses, and I have heard about that course. I've never gotten out there, Park Mammoth. It's mm-hmm. supposedly the real deal. Golfers that like nice courses have talked highly of that place. So I can't wait to get out there now that it's on the Big X Sports Radio golf cart. And it's a great way to support Kentucky Roll Call is by, is by buying that. When you buy them, say, I'm a KRC listener. I love it. It's my favorite show ever. I listen to it, and I listen to the podcast, and and then I listen to the replay. I guess it would have been in reverse order. You'd listen to the replay and then the podcast, but all the same. uh, It's a great value, too. If if you're somebody that gets out there several times throughout the season, save money with the Big X Sports Radio golf card. Yeah, and uh, my big thing is I know some people, they go to the country club. I like – mixing up my my locales right like i it's it's fun to get a change of pace this is a good way to check out some courses you haven't uh previously played on so uh highly highly recommend the big x sports radio golf club golf card excuse me well you're gonna need your clubs with the golf card we know how much intern jacob loves elk run when he holes out for eagle from what was it like a buck 10 that was awesome buck 30 I think it gets longer every time, but yeah, it was, it, I think it was a buck thirty. It, it was awesome. It was a, one of anytime somebody holds out from three digits, it's going to be cool to see in person. That one was especially fun, just the way it hopped and then sunk. But uh, we got cool pictures. That was at the Kentucky. Well, the big exports radio scramble with a bunch where well, we did the live Kentucky roll call at Elk Run and their clubhouse and stuff. It's all ready to, to rock and roll. So they, that's a that's an awesome course. So I'm glad that's part of the big X golf cart as well. We're coming for our revenge, too. 
Revenge tour. Yeah, that was a wild finish. There, there was like, I think, 13 teams within like two strokes of the, of the win. And the group that won does not listen to Kentucky Roll Call. So they are not invited back for next year. <laughs> Rush, when you hold that putt, dude, I was like, we got it. We did it. Yeah, but you know, wasn't wasn't meant to be. But it is. It does get the juices flowing though, because we are not. At, my dad used to tell me this all the time. But like, golf's a great game because you can still play it when you get old. And now that we are old, washed athletes, TJ, it scratches that competitive itch. Uh, even though um, kids immediate uh, kids do prevent it from happening more often, right? And it's getting out a little bit tougher. But hey. It's that time of year. I'm playing this weekend for the first time, dusting off the old club. So um, just w- looking forward to to spring, moving forward um, into into the offseason, right? I guess opening day is the ultimate sort of uh, symbol of like, well, you, you made it to talking season. Here we are. Yeah, yeah. It's sadly like summer radio time, which is sad. But we got a great text line. We've got plenty more to get to. Um, you're in Lexington. Who's talking today? Uh, defense. So Brad White, Brad White and co. Um, before Saturday's open practice, which uh, if you plan on going, uh, parking is free in the blue lot. It's free to attend. Um, and it's tentatively set to start at 1145. Hold, crossing my fingers, the weather holds out because I know it's supposed to be rainy overnight. And it's just not as, it's not as fun if you're in that, the, the indoor, the pre-renovated indoor facility. So crossing fingers that the, the weather does uh, hold out for fans who want to see the Wildcats this spring. Yeah, they're trying to make it uh, a big party. What time do the Batcats play? It'd be smart to try to line those two things up where people can just kind of well, leak out of the practice and go watch the Batcats. It's probably going to happen because the if they get washed out, they'll do a doubleheader on Saturday. So I would imagine it would be like a – Two five situation, so yeah, should time out perfectly. Well, that could be a nice little big blue Saturday if you ask me. Yeah, especially if you don't have spring break plans. I know pretty much the whole state is is starting spring break this week. Uh, so if you don't have plans to go out of town, bada boom, bada bang, we just made plans for you. I like how tickled you were about the whole state starting spring break this week. You got a real giggle I mean, out of that. I don't know why either, but I guess you know. <laughs> I thought you were gonna like make a joke, or you know, you're just stating facts. Just yeah, most of the state. <laughs> By the way, the blue lot, the blue lot is where UK behind UK's bench, correct? Yes, it's the uh, alumni drive side of the stadium. Yes. So, just in case you were wondering. Some people don't know the colors. I still get them confused, to be honest with you. I definitely get the gates confused as we we confirm. Oh, yeah. The gates is impossible. The, the, the 2021 gates disaster where I spent the whole year telling people I was actually at the wrong gate uh, just was a disaster. <laughs> Several people were calling confused. It made sense. I was just giving the wrong number uh, for an entire season. So uh, there's the colors for you. And it's going to be fun. If the weather's nice and it's outdoors, they're going to really try to make it a lively atmosphere. They're going to be doing giveaways and stuff like that. So I think it'll be fun for the whole family and you'll get to watch some football. And it sounds like it's going to be the best thing you're going to get 
with no spring game because they just had to do the turf during the spring game year. Uh, which is that's my that's my whole biggest issue. Is I don't mind like not doing a spring game. I'm okay doing open practice as your thing, but like pe- some people just don't want to have to stand behind the rope and hope that you're Nick Roush where you can see over top of everybody else. It it or you have to get there super early to get a good spot. That's the nice thing about doing it at the stadium is every you, you know you're going to have a seat. You're going to be comfortable. Kids can kind of run around. You don't have to worry about them running onto the field. Um, that's my biggest issue with it, but I, I think the practice aspect's cool. You probably actually will learn more. Well, maybe you don't learn more, but I think you learn just about as much as you do in an open practice. Cause those practices, you don't know who they're going up against. They could be going up against walk-ons. Is it really that cool to see? But sometimes in those drills, you get one-on-ones with first teams versus first teams. And those can be cool to see, but I, I know for, Sometimes people just need the, the format of an actual game, and I totally get that as well. But I just wish people didn't have to stand the entire time. But it'll be a good time for people that want to go out there. Rant over. Yeah. Are you going to be there, intern? You're, you're not going to be there. You're not going to be there, intern Jacob. I was going to um, I was gonna say that I had a real, realization after I graduated that I kind of didn't really understand that you guys always talk, talked about on here. Like, I had tickets to the rest of the basketball games after Christmas because I graduated, but I moved back. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to drive up, like, three of every four games. I didn't go to one. Like, like that drive just sounded so bad, and I was just sitting, like, laying there on the couch. Like, I could just watch it right here. What a bad fan. What a bad fan. For yeah, which, I mean, which sport? it's tough to look myself in the mirror sometimes, but for, for basketball. Oh, well, you, you could be the reason why the season didn't go the way we wanted. Wow. Thanks. No, I did everything right. No, I did everything right. Mm, sure you did. I I drank the same beer every game. I wore the same jersey. I, I did everything right. I did my stitions. Well, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. We're going to end the hour here. We're going to get – I promise we'll get to the text line. We need to try to do the entire second hour on the Thornton's text line, and then whatever else we don't get to, we we don't get to. But we're going to end hour one. Intern Jacob is back, and we'll all be back with Mm. him. He's already got people busting his chops on the Thornton's text line. I love it. Absolutely love it. That's what it's all about. 502-414-1450. Stop by Thornton's today. 89 cents, 32-ounce drinks. That's a little bit of money for a lot of liquid, and there's Thornton's all around you, and download the rewards app. Kentucky Roll Call returns after this. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker. 
Nick Roush, intern Jacob, Justin Kalen. Got the whole crew today. Uh, Roush, do you need us to lower any supplies into the bunker that you're in, wherever you may be? Oh, he dropped out of the meeting. Did you all see that on your all's end? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's too late now. The zombies got him. Very much an inside joke. Um, all right, I, think I don't he's get back, it. ready to go. You, <laughs> I'm not producing today, so I don't get to see what Jacob's seeing. So I have no idea what just happened. Are you just on the microphone? I'm just on the microphone. Oh, so do you have your feet kicked up? Just having a good time? Oh uh, no, I'm actually standing up. Oh, oh side cascoots. It's just mm-hmm. it's just so much more comfortable when I stand. I got, I've I've learned what works. I've got to continue to do that. Um. Speaking of what works, I, I'm not going to jump ahead on the text line, but I just – one texter says, didn't that dude whine about not being able to get tickets because he would be graduated? So he did get the tickets but never went? I'm calling for his head. Intern Jacob, <laughs> like, come on. Come on. I saw that. I was hoping you didn't see that. Yeah, what the I was hell? I like – well, I mean, it's at the point where it's like an hour and a half drive when I could just watch it right here? Yeah, that's what people do all the time. I mean, I went to every other game for the last year and a half. I mean, but also, didn't you want to just come into Lexington, maybe hang out with some pals? Or you just, like, I I don't know. Forget you, Lexington. I'm never coming back. Well, my roommate graduated too, and that was, like, one of my only pals. And Sack Pack never answers his phone, so I don't have very many friends. Oh wow! Oh, dollar in the dollar in the jar for you. Dollar in the jar. <laughs> yeah. Dollar in the jar. Well, he said he was calling for my head, so um, maybe House Stark can help him out with that. Roush, anything else we need to get to to start this hour? I I, I do want to go to the text line, and I'm I've got I'm starting I'm implementing a new a new text line rule on the, on the fly. I but, think we just go to the text line because yesterday was admittedly a slow news day. We we need to probably at some point bring up the gambling stuff in Kentucky, but we can let's just make sure we don't forget that before we end the show. Yeah, uh, I mean, because like let's 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 be honest. Like um, I, I'm nothing's changed in my eyes. Um, it's just a bunch of dorks and losers who are just dragging their feet, and it probably won't get done because we are led by a bunch of dorks and losers who are just dragging their feet. Yeah, it's just so ridiculous. One vote. Give me, give me a break. Uh, I'm, I don't know, even know if I buy it. I still think I lean closest to it passes, and then Damon Thayer acts like he was the hero, but he's, you know, he he's seems concerned, um, which. Whatever. I agree with you. Just get it done. Enough is enough. Yep. Just do it. All right. Uh, so the new rule is when we're way behind on text like this, we're just going to start from the bottom. We're going to go up. Bottom Ooh, line. Perfect. Yeah. perfect. If we're going to be way behind, may as well do ones that are newer. Most relevant. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because we've got a lot of dragging of intern Jacob. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, Kirby says, don't get us started on the KRC scramble. My final putt finished an eighth of a roll short for an eagle, and we end up losing on a BS tiebreaker. Those nerds chose the worst possible Pacers game ever for their suite. 
I get at the end of the day, I couldn't win the big one, but the hardest handicap should have been the play and not the back nine, even though the back nine was our front in this situation. Total trigger topic. Team running gun will be back and no ties this year. Wait, Kirby was at the scramble? What the hell? Who knew? Yeah, Kirby, did you even say hello to us? Yeah. What in the world? I talked to Kirby. Gosh, of course you did. Of course you did, Jacob. We may I, we we may have talked to Kirby. I don't know. We talked to a lot of people that day. Oh, isn't Kirby? He's got one of those fake names, so his real name's not Kirby. Maybe he introduced himself as something else. Uh, Who's to say? I'm pretty sure he told me his name was Kirby. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Texter uh, says you all are not athletes. Uh, correct. Well, debatable. Uh, speak Kirby, for yourself Kirby says lol dang it Jacob back for 15 minutes and saying things like I guess it'd be okay if we got Reeves back he was our only shot maker this year yes we want him back he's <laughs> fuck it. when I hear intern Jacob's voice I picture the hostage pizza delivery guy from the office <laughs> <laughs> so so hold on. In this situation, Roush and TJ, who's Dwight and who's Michael? I think um, I think Scoots is the one actually. Hold- well, no, it's yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. That- hopefully neither. Hopefully, hopefully neither. Um, a texter says, "Next time you see me, ask about pick, a, pick the Picadome hot dog." Uh, so that's from you, intern Jacob. You want to talk about the Picadome hot dog? Yeah, I will. I'll run run through that real quick. You guys were talking about hot dogs yesterday, and it brought up a funny story in my head. So I worked at Picadome, which is a golf course in Lexington. Y'all yeah. know where that is? Right nearby, where I'm at right now, just uh, okay. off of Broadway in uh, Yeah um, Wall. Yeah. So I worked behind the counter and that was one of those places where you did tea times and food. So they had this hot dog like thing. It was like, I don't even know what it was, but the grease had like dead flies and like mold in it. And it was just the most disgusting thing you'd ever seen in your life. And some dude comes in and he's like, man, I only come here cause the hot dogs are so good. And I was like, God, if you only knew what these things look like. That's it. It's a glizzy, Jacob. Get it right. Intern Jacob. Did you you find $5 after Hurts (laughs) 2? So basically you're just calling out Picadome Golf Course for never cleaning their hot dog machines? No. it's. I was just – I thought it was funny that dude came in and said that he loved the hot dogs so much. But I mean, that's that's how I knew it. Every golf course, like every golf course, hot dogs at the turn are just the best. Yeah, you got to have a turn dog. Yeah. <laughs> They're missing the point, dogs? They're missing the point. What's the Never point? Never mind. Just forget it. I get it. Like, just forget it. Uh, point likes, is, the, like, place was, the hot dogs. place was filthy. Jacob did just want to call out Picadome. That's that's how I'm reading into it. That's that, That's what I took it as that's, as well. Yeah. I'm not it's not a personal shot. I like the place. The the, the course isn't in great shape, also, but it's a fun if, little track. Hold up. 
this is all your fault. If it was a greasy, disgusting thing and you're in charge of making the hot dogs, shouldn't you be the one cleaning it out? <laughs> I didn't make them. Somebody else did. I just oh, served oh, them. Oh, now it's somebody else's fault. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Can't put my two cents in around here. Man, this is, I, I don't know if this is worse than the Rich Brooks situation, but it's up there. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. Maybe one day he'll know how to cook a hot dog. Maybe one day. Uh, Texter says, Justin, the only thing I can say about your Jerome Tang opinion is bless your heart. Oh, you don't want to hear that, Justin. Oh, no. That's, I still don't understand. I thought about that for several hours yesterday after the show was over. I just, I, I don't get, I mean, I, I do, but I don't. It's, I don't know. Have faith in humanity, people. How is it having faith in humanity <laughs> if you just think like, <laughs> because Man, I just, just get some wild takes on this show. Just, what the hell's going just on thought it was just thought it was all with good intentions. You all don't see it that way. That's fine. We can have different opinions. Scooch, <laughs> yesterday you said you wanted to get out of uh, the hotel business because people are rude. That's true. They are rude. But I mean, I still have if if they're in a situation like Coach Tang where they're going into another locker room, I'm still going to choose to believe that they, they're doing that with good intentions. I mean, people, people are rude, but that's because they, they have expectations that they want met, and if, if that falls off just a little bit, they just get ridiculously agitated. So I, I think, think, I think the Jacob, expectation is for hotel workers to barge into locker rooms. I, I think <laughs> Jacob is, is, is saying that we're rude to you, Justin. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Are you sure you want to get out of the hotel? You're, you're sometimes rude to me, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Oh, sure it is. A texter says, 100% agree with Roush's comments on Wheeler. Spare me the Kyle Tucker article that will probably come out soon about how he was mistreated by fans having mental health issues. We wanted a potential lottery pick at point guard and Reeves, the best shooter on the team. To play more instead of Wheeler getting 38 minutes, sue us. He could have helped this team as the backup point guard who comes in and changes the pace of the game and flies around like a wild man on both offense and defense. But nope, not this guy. Nothing worse for a team than a guy who thinks he's better than he is and either doesn't realize it or refuses to accept his role. And that's, of course, on the Thornton's text line. That, um, that, 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 that's a good point. Like, because here, Severe Wheeler, even though he has the assist numbers and uh, he'll quickly tell you that he's top five in SEC history and assists, uh, like he needed to be a role player for this team to succeed. And, and really any top-level team, like if you're expecting him to be a star, might be at, you're, you're asking too much. Like he, just, he has limitations to his game. Um, and it's it's a shame we didn't get to see him in a role player role, and I, I think that's kind of how we explained it. Uh, our thoughts on Wheeler a year ago when we were kind of waiting around, like, well, is Wheeler going to come back? And it's like, well, if he does, he needs to be willing to be a role player, and uh, doesn't doesn't feel like he was. Yeah, it seemed like he would be totally. Yeah, this is we we know where the line was drawn with Severe Wheeler, and he was all right playing with another guard another guard that needs the ball in their hands. He did that basically his entire career, whether Anthony Edwards or uh, with last season, Ty Ty Washington uh, or, you know, Mintz or, or Grady, but he, they would play more off the ball, but at times. 
Uh, and then this season, even with Case and Wallace, it, it was when he had to be coming off the bench that it seemed like that's just where it, it wasn't all right with him. And even last season coming off of injury when it was like, all right, well, maybe maybe you do a tie tie Grady mints or you, you could do a lot of different things with those lineups, some of which maybe don't include severe Wheeler. And there were issues. Uh, it all just comes back to and again, for the Calipari haters where where your anger needs to be and you should be nice because why wouldn't you be nice but the issue is cal should have just after year one said this isn't the right fit it's not going to work out we don't need to we don't need to risk it i don't need to take your word for it that every that you're going to be a good teammate and everything's going to be great and and party both people should have just gone on their merry way that didn't happen and we saw how it all worked out um, not good. One, one person I thought about the other day was uh, Isaiah Briscoe because he got crapped on a decent amount by UK fans. I don't think to the same degree because he would do some boneheaded stuff and wasn't the best shooter. He, you know, he loved stepping on the baseline, right? He loved driving baseline and stepping out of bounds. Um, but Briscoe was more talented. He was a McDonald's All-American. He was like the number two or three point guard in his class. But he consistently had to play second fiddle because he was sharing a backcourt with Tyler Eulis and De'Aaron Fox. So he he was willing to play out of position for the betterment of the team. And maybe, maybe it was easier to stomach because he was in a starting role. But, like, if that guy could do it, then you know, why, why couldn't we? And, and it, it also made me appreciate, too, that – you know, we we seemingly went almost ten years without any sort of these things popping up, right? Uh, I, I I can't think of a ton of them. Or now, now, granted, there was more success early in the Calipari era, so you know, winning crews all ills. But I can't really. I mean, maybe until like, I mean, almost ten years in, you didn't have these sort of troubles with people accepting their roles uh, halfway into a season. No, I, I can't. I can't think of many. And you're right; winning can can help smooth all those over. But uh, it's all over, though. It, he he's transferring. You, you wish him the best of luck, or if you don't, no, you know nobody really cares. Uh, he 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 will go elsewhere, and Kentucky's got a, a group coming in worth getting excited about. Although, as there always is in UK world, some some question marks, some mystery, some drama surrounding sur- surrounding the, even even that position once again. A texter says, we need more guys' gripe sessions on KRC. Guys' gripes. I like that. Kind of like uh, Peter Griffin with grinds his gears? Yeah. It's, a, it's also um, uh, like uh, Tim Taylor. You know, he's in the middle of tool time, and he just starts complaining about his wife. And then he comes home and, oh, Jill's watching Tool Time. He's in trouble now. <laughs> oh, 90 sitcoms. So great. Shout uh, out the full house. <laughs> South and Josh here. Final Four National Championship compete with night one of WrestleMania and Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania every year. Huge mistake trying to go up against the showcase of the Immortals. Yeah, huge mistake on their part. Uh, didn't WrestleMania just become a two-night thing like a year ago? 
I think so. You're asking the, the wrong person. I think you're right, Roush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, somebody sent in an Always Sunny GIF and says, Roush talking to TJ about drinking Sprite. When was the last time you drank straight mixer? This is what many people are calling it. Uh, I think I did enlighten Jacob to the world of using Sprite as a mixers, and for that, I'm uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm forever grateful for that one. That was that's actually incredible. Have you? Uh, are you an adult enough to try it with ginger ale? Or is that still a few years away? I've had it with AL8. Okay. Yeah, that's sweeter. But yeah. I like AL8. I won't drink any other ginger ale though. Well, I mean, because I'm from Kentucky, you know. Yeah, but L8 isn't really like, I mean, it, it it's not really ginger ale. Like, it kind of is, but it, you know, not really. Well, it tastes better than ginger ale. Okay, your opinion. I think it's just fine. A texture says, you'll never be intern Amber. <laughs> <laughs> Worst intern ever. That's mean. You're not. Intern Cat, much more unreliable. Intern Intern Cat almost got in the studio this morning. <laughs> that, How'd that happen? That little guy was, he was persistent that he was getting in the door this morning. I had to keep shoving him away with my foot a little bit. I had to keep the door cracked. You were kicking the, you were kicking the cat? I didn't kick the cat. Let's, the let's cat not blow room. this we do not up. Need PETA. We do not need PETA. I did not kick the cat. Mike I kind of just said that about his show. He's 100% right. We don't need PETA sniffing around Big X. I just put my foot in the cat's face. I don't even know that we made what, contact. What? You kicked so the cat in the face? Didn't kick the cat. No, no kicking of cats. Okay, good. So what were you doing with your foot in its face? It's just keeping it out of the door. I watched it happen. It was like Anchorman, right off the cliff. <laughs> well, why, now it makes me sad. Why is it trying to get inside, you know? Uh, you know, actually, so I saw it inside a couple weeks ago. What? what? Yeah, when, when old buddy what? was feeding them the cat food, when he was getting their cat food ready that he puts out every morning, the cat was in here. Like running, like going between his legs and all that. Oh, so that's why it's trying to get. Yeah, I think it. I think it thinks it's his home. Oh boy, we're in trouble. Yeah. Also, the amount of food that is put in that Tupperware could feed (laughs) hundred cats. It's it's not just for the cats, Roush. I mean, you know, we've got four or five of them around here, but I've also observed birds flying in. They'll come down. They'll get snag a piece of cat food Uh, and fly off. Great, just great. We're gonna go in studio one day, and there's just gonna be a cat with a bird. With well, yeah, probably. <laughs> a texter says Scoots doesn't like Chicago because it's the windy city, and he can't golf in the wind. Hey, that's true. That's that's absolutely a big part of it, no doubt about it. Is it the windy city though? That's what they say. A texter says. Don't want to bring down the show, but it's the sixth anniversary of Officer Nick Rodman's sacrifice to our city. Rest easy, brother, until we meet again. And that's from Mook. Thinking about you, Mook, and their family. Another texter, just tough moving on from that. But they say a San Diego, or they say a a Anchorman quote that we cannot say on radio. Go bleep yourself, San Diego. Can't, Can't say that. 
No, no. A, te- a texter uh, says Bronny would honestly be a great fit for our roster, especially if Rob doesn't make it to campus. Pass. Just at the end, pass. Three and D, though. I don't. Th- yeah, I don't like. I. I think he's. I was impressed with what I saw throughout, not just the game, but throughout the whole, the the whole highlight packages, if you will. He he looks solid, but I just best to just maybe avoid it. Let somebody else get the get the reward if there's a reward to be had. I think there is. He's a nice player. I just UK's got a, a solid thing going on. I think. I hope. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Word on the street is Wheeler's surgery on senior night was to because uh, his injury was being butthurt. Um, yeah, you know. I mean, like I think that actually was the the surgery that he got. I, I, no, <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't. Are you sure? But I, I, it is disappointing was... that you couldn't have a video. You couldn't do. You couldn't have uh, any family member. It, I, it was just kind of sad to me. The whole thing was was sad to me. I wish. Uh, I I think maybe someday he'll look back and and maybe regret how that all unfolded. Maybe he never will. I don't know. I don't know all the details. I don't know all the situations. I'm sure maybe he. he who knows? He maybe got messages. I, I I'm not trying to excuse it all, but it was a sad situation to me. I, I wish it had played out differently because that was beyond strange, in my opinion. Yeah, um, like it's just something I, that doesn't happen. It's, 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 it's hard to even explain how and why, because even people who are pissed off at the program do the senior day thing. I mean, <laughs> that, that and it's uh, like, you know, I, I get that Kentucky's kind of in a tough spot because it's like once once the surgery happens, then you have to say, OK, he's not going to be there. So do we just not acknowledge him at all? And just that's going to be kind of weird to be talking about these seniors. Do we show we we already made all the highlight packages? He's in those. Or do we, okay, let's go on with it and have a jersey out there. But none of his family, you know, none of his family is going to be out there. None of his friends, none of his Miss Calipari. Do you mind? It's just the whole thing. Just kind of sad. Weird. Something that doesn't happen other places, only at UK. A uh, texter says, horse for the wife and a four-wheeler for you. She'll love it. I don't but the, I want to ride the horse though. I don't I don't want the four-wheeler. Uh, we had wow. a little like kid four-wheeler once. It was great time. Roush, you're in like yeah. the five percent of people who would say they'd rather have a horse than a four-wheeler. Yeah, but I mean like I'd rather have a racehorse for sure than a four wheeler, big old like, grizzly. I'd, I'd rather have I'd rather have a bad racehorse than any four wheeler. Huh? I'd See, give me a four wheeler all day. But the thing is, Scoots, four wheeling is not so different than me driving a car. Like it's it's somewhat or a go kart. I mean, that's what I mean. Like like it's it's a sensation that I experience uh, almost every you know every day. Right. Like I know it's obviously different because you're going over bumps and you're in the open air, but like, it's not, it's not that different. Like riding a horse, like this isn't the 19th century. Like I don't just that, 
may, maybe if it was the 19th century, I would pick the four-wheeler because I'd be tired of dealing with the horse. But yeah, get, I'll give me the, the sore groins from straddling the horse. Like, I don't care. When else am I going to do that? Mm, I don't know. Something about the open air for me. I'm, I'm taking the four-wheeler 10 times out of 10. <laughs> Well, what do you, what do you get? Are you in a, uh, the horses indoors? No, I know, but you're not going 70 miles an hour on the horse. I, I get the, I get the thrills of four wheeling from golf cart drive. Yes. Oh my God. Very no, there point. is no Very way. Have point. you ever rode a four wheeler? Uh, ridden. Have you ever drove one? Drove, drove, driven, drove, 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 the ones like on the sand dunes and stuff, no, but fast four wheelers, yes, but it was on like pavement. It wasn't, well, no, it was kind of, it was on grass, but it wasn't like, it was, the terrain was not severe wheeler. See, we, I grew up on four wheelers. I mean, oh, no, how did I miss that one? I was, uh, I was driving around in the woods and tearing up fields way, way back in the day. So I, I don't know, something, something about four wheelers for me. And for what it's worth, TJ, they go probably 40 miles an hour, if not more, faster than a golf cart. I understand that it's significantly you, faster than a golf cart. I mean, but also, have either of you all ever ridden a horse? Yeah. Like, you can just, like, throw I've ridden like, both. The danger Bro. aspect of it, I feel like, is um, more severe wheeler on your four-wheeler, but also, like, you, you have to control an animal, another beast. It's not like you just have your finger on a trigger. Hold on, time out, time out, time out. You think riding a four wheeler is more dangerous than riding a horse? Yeah, yo, I disagree. Disagree a okay. thousand percent. How many ER scoots? How many people are in there for horse injuries versus four wheelers? If you know how to operate around a horse, then you're probably not going to get hurt. But like people who are experienced four wheeler all the time, just get hurt because they're very dangerous here's the deal i don't think either of them are really all that dangerous but if you if we're putting them against each other it's a horse no question you got to control a wild animal like what i think yeah. statistically scoots you would you would be wrong in this yeah. argument i'm wrong all the time so what's new <laughs> dollar in the jar <laughs> yeah. i didn't want to make jacob feel bad today. yeah I'd, I, I wanted to put my dollar right next to jacob's who was it Derek Willis that like nearly got crushed by a four wheeler Roush. Uh, that sounds right, and also one of Sam Bowie's injuries. Um, it was one of those things that didn't come out till many years later. But when he he dealt with all those injury things, and one of them was a four wheeler accident while they were quote unquote working in the coal mines in the the summer. They would get those summer jobs and um, get paid a lot of money to do a little bit of work, and he supposedly that that was one of his injuries was uh, from messing around on a four-wheeler while while in eastern kentucky over the summer no matter which they, they can be super dangerous no matter which one you're driving just you can't be an idiot i mean that's that's all it comes down to people who get in four-wheeler accidents 98 percent of the time i would say it's because they're being an idiot just anything if the four-wheeler tips falls the yeah the four-wheeler itself has to go somewhere and it may be probably going in the same direction that you're going, and they're huge. You know, they're they're ginormous. Where most of the time, horse-related incidents, you fall off. Normally, you fall off. The horse goes another way. Yeah, you can get kicked and you can get stepped on, and that can be really dangerous, and that can that can even kill you. But mo it just seems like a lower well, lower injury risk with a horse than a four wheeler. 
I mean, even jockeys who are racing at the like highest, you know, the most dangerous when they get thrown off, they're typically fine. You know, I mean, obviously there's some exceptions, but um, I don't know. How, also, have you all seen many races where you've got a riderless horse that just takes off? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I've seen a few. Time. Dude, there, there was one. It pissed me off so bad during Derby season where um, a, a riderless horse just totally wrecked the pace because it was just in the lead and didn't have a jockey to slow it down totally wrecked the pace whole thing fell apart and it's it, i mean it came in the money like that was last <laughs> year wasn't it? it that was last year no no i mean this was like a month or two ago but it had oh, a okay. time it's just they don't it doesn't count if you uh if you don't have a jockey on your back when you finish the race yeah we so, had but, we had one at uh churchill when we were there last year i don't i don't remember what day it was but it was riderless and freaking won the race and i was sitting there like what what happens is this horse to get money or no, no, just DQ'd. It's got to be, got to really tick you off if you're the owner or trainer. Like, dude, jockey, just stay on the damn horse. Or the dude who bet the, the horse. You could have done nothing and we would have run. <laughs> I could go for some salseritas right about now. Mm. Oh, man, I could do. Wildly addictive chips, burritos, quesadillas. Taco salads, those are delicious there as well. Download the app. It'll save you time. It'll save you money. And remember Salsaritas for catering. They make it easy for you. Either it'll be waiting for you at the store when you go to pick it up. They'll help bring it to your car even if it's a lot. Uh, or if you need help, they'll go out of their way to help your great customer service. Or they'll come bring it right to your front door inside your house, Get it help, help you get it all set up, ready to go uh, while you're getting ready for your party or your event. Let them let them do the heavy lifting, and then the food's all ready to go. It's going to be delicious food. They've got all these different packages. You can do it at the touch of your fingers online. Don't have to talk to anybody, although if you need to, they are happy to help you out. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown. It's got a drive-through and St. Matthews. Nice covered patio. It's going to be a beautiful day. Today would be the perfect day. Get the kids. Let them run around the patio. Maybe a train will go by. The kids can try to do the horn thing at the train. Maybe maybe the conductor does it. Then the kids go bonkers. That's always a good time. People love that. So that's all the fun you can have at Salsaritas. Also, Blue Powerade. Delicious. And they've added that to the app where you can make Blue Powerade an option. That was something that the app for uh, a little while, not too long, didn't have that feature. But they have fixed it, and now you can select the Blue Powerade. Let's go to our last break. Everybody hungry? Yeah, hungry. I got some football recruiting stuff I need to uh, share when we get on the other side. Okay, we'll do that when we return. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Taylor. Find the one you can't live without. Get a ring, let your knee hit the ground. Do what you love, but call it work. And throw a little money in the plate at church. Send your prayers up and your roots down deep. And add a few limbs to your family tree. And watch their pencil marks in the grass in the yard all grow up.
I'd love to. Not a bad golfer. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Dog debate. Davion Mintz or Justin Rogers? Davion Mintz. Go. Easy. For Easy. sure. Yeah. What kind of dogs are they? Davion's is a pit bull. And I think Chewy's like a bulldog. Like one of those fat ones? Like a Georgia bulldog? I think it's got like the stupid face. No offense to the bulldogs. The, the dog mm. that ran into a wall. I'd have to go Chewy. Big bulldog guy. There's crunchy faces. Of course you are, Scoots. We've we've talked about the, the, the bulldogs with Scoots before. <laughs> they have breathing problems. No, you're thinking of uh, Pugs. Oh, yeah. Those I do not like. Oh, maybe Chewy's a pug. Hmm, then Chewy can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who let the dogs out? That is a long region, is my only, only gripe about that. Little one. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call. Got the whole crew here today. 7 to 9, 9 to 11, replay of the show, and then you can get it with the podcast anywhere, anytime. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. We've got more text. We're going to keep it moving. I don't know exactly where we are, So, uh, but Roush has football recruiting news first and foremost, so actually let's get to that first. Roush, yeah, yeah. What do you got? Um, well, the – the two top priorities, I think, in next year's class, well, one is offensive tackle. Um, clearly a position that Kentucky has been searching for um, solutions to. They've done a good job recruiting the interior. They didn't get a tackle in the last class, so they've got to now. And it feels like they're moving in the right direction. Jacon McCroy was on campus Tuesday and is one of the largest humans I've ever seen in my life. Uh, 6'8", 340. And the big deal about McCroy is he like, – Kentucky did a good job getting on him early. Uh, he, he calls Kentucky his day one school, uh, even though he's from Pinson, Alabama, which is – this is where Bo Nix went. Uh, he's, he's from there. Um, if you all remember Alan Daly, that was receiver here. Like, it's, it's, it's right in the middle of Auburn country. So, we're probably going to get ourselves another Kentucky-Auburn recruiting battle. That's a, that's a big one. That's a big one they got on campus. Feels like um, they're in the right spot. Well, ultimately, I, I heard they're, they're confident they'll get an official visit out of it. Um, they're also going to have Kai Greer uh, come on campus this week, another four-star offensive tackle. Um, Rivals has him ranked as the 22nd OT. Uh, McCroy is the number three OT, according to 24-7 in the country. So Kentucky is in fishing in the right waters when it comes to that position. The other uh, significant recruiting development happened last night. We had 
Justin Rowland put in a future cast at like 11 p.m. for Cutter Bowley to Kentucky. And you're like, huh, that's kind of interesting timing. Like, why now? Kentucky's been recruiting this guy for a long time. Like, what's 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 going on here? Um, why why all of a sudden on a random March night are people feeling confident Cutter Bowley? Uh, well, A, we, we I think we alluded to it yesterday. Tennessee, who is the top competition – is about to get a commitment from somebody in his class. And B, we found out that uh, Oboli was enjoying dinner last night with uh, Mark Stoops and Vince Merrill at old Jeff Ruby. And if if you know anything about Jeff Ruby's, not only do you need to get the cigar dessert, but Jeff Ruby might be the best recruiter not on staff at Kentucky. There's, that, that's, where, that's where the magic happens. Um, basketball program – it's, it's it's worked wonders, but especially the football program. feel like they're keeping uh, the doors open de- there in downtown Lexington. So um, connecting some dots feels like the, the winds are blowing in the right direction for Cutter Bowie to ultimately end up at Kentucky, potentially reclassifying um, and, and being on campus in January. That would be awesome. Yeah, getting a, getting a good quarterback, getting a good quarterback, which – I don't know. Did we talk about it on air or off air? With like Mark Berger was arguing with me about why a high school quarterback would come to Kentucky, and it was just nonsensical. Um, nonsensical. There, there, there has been. It's crazy that it just hasn't worked out for so long. But quarterback play has been solid enough that we're not too worried about it. At the end of the day, you just want a good quarterback. You don't really care how you get it. It is just wild though that it could go such a long time without it just naturally working out just by accident even but it it, it has not but hey maybe maybe cutter will be the one to to make it right and that's because like it's very hard to if you want a starter in the sec quarterback it's a very high bar and kentucky just hasn't had the they haven't had enough to sell to one of these high caliber prospects that you can succeed here like there's just there, the because you got you got to fish in the right waters and for the lack of a better term the only guy they they've been able to do that was Bo Allen who was a mid three star quarterback and was at Tarleton in the Sun Belt like that's just you, you have there, there's only so many of these top elite level guys to go around and Kentucky's been getting them in their second recruitments instead of their first uh, in the transfer portal. Well, she said he was going to be on campus in January. It's, I have a better sense in basketball, but what does that do for a guy when they come in halfway through the year like that for football? Is oh, it like yeah. a huge difference or is it not that big a deal? I, I think it is because if you look at um, – it, it's just part of the learning everything. You basically get to start on first base, um, right? Because like the whole first two or three weeks of – preseason fall camp or for the freshmen at least it's just figuring out what the hell you're doing like how practice operates the normal routine of things and then learning the offense uh if you get there in january you just you you cut that all out like you spend the entire spring uh, getting that out of the way so that when fall camp comes you're you're kind of caught up with the guys who have already been there a year so i now like this is getting way ahead of ourselves right but because he would have to commit, he would have to reclassify, then he'd have to show up. So, like that, you know, there's a lot to that. You still don't anticipate him 
starting next year. I would I would assume that they would still look for a similar Devin Leary situation where you're one-year transfer portal guy, right? Maybe a two-year guy, but I, I don't think you – it's a dangerous game trying to start a true freshman at quarterback in the SEC. Is Leary super senior right now? So he's only he's got one year? Only has one year, yeah. All right, we got to talk about the sports gambling stuff, Roush. Okay. I won't pretend to know exactly how we've gotten to the point that we're at uh, or even like when all the next steps even. I I don't just – the process can get so confusing. Uh, To some degree, it feels like you have to to be an expert to know exactly when these things are going to happen. And some of it's just like they get to call stuff themselves and all that stuff. So uh, all I know is – it seems like they legitimately are. It's one. It's one vote. Is that what you're hearing, Roush, or is that what you're reading? Like this is what I'm know, reading. Yeah, that's, what, that's what's out there. That there's two. There's two unknowns on like where do these two Republican state senators stand? The, they're kind of the unknowns. If one of them is for it, then it will get passed. So if none of them are for it, then it won't get passed, or it won't even be- go to a vote. Sorry. This should be pretty easy. This should be pretty easy. I, 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 it seems like just based on what's out there on Twitter, it's Max Weiss. He's a state senator. He you is know also which part of the state. What's that? Do you know which part of the state? Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll get it for you. But bigger. This is why it's easy here. He is Kelly Crafts. Lieutenant Governor candidate. Oh, so well, this is easy. Dude. Like yeah. Kelly Craft, layup. Like, Kelly Craft. If, if you want any chance, any chance in the Republican primary, then you talk to your Lieutenant Governor and you say, "You know what you're doing here. You know how you're voting here. We're getting sports gambling in Kentucky." Other. So here's here's how simple it is, and maybe maybe he votes yes and it passes. And Kelly Kraft still loses the primary. That could very well happen. Yeah. But if he votes no, then it should be an absolute non-starter. You should not even consider voting for somebody for governor that would kill sports gambling and all that would do. And by the way, the information came out of like exactly the breakdown of it. Uh, I can pull it up if I want. It's a lot of numbers and it's kind of boring, but holy smokes. It is the, the the horse race industry and this this power grip they have on our state is just uh, it's somewhat concerning. Like you know, states are meant they were meant back. You know, it wasn't until almost the Civil War before you identified as an American, like as the country. You kind of just considered your nationality, your state. If we considered our nationality Kentuckians, we'd just kind of like we'd have horse lords basically overseeing us and it'd be the horse race industry. And it's not like terrible thing for the state, I guess, but they have such control. It's hilarious. But anyways, it should be a non-starter. It seems like it'd be pretty easy that if this doesn't pass and this was the vote, Max Weiss is the vote that seems to kind of be in the balance. Well, if you're, if you have any hopes to be Lieutenant governor, we need to have sports gambling in Kentucky. So it's that simple to me, Roush. Well, and here, here's the other thing. Um, I'm I'm just hoping that he's trying to do what Damon Thayer's doing, where you build up some drama to be the hero on the last day. Right? 
Like that that that's kind of what I'm hoping for. He's gonna he's gonna play hero ball and s- get the votes cast in the last hour. Looks like Taylor County, Campbellsville. Taylor, game. Let's hope that just do the just get it done. Get it done. All, all the drama and stuff. It, it is what it is. It's embarrassing. It's taken this long. And if it just doesn't pass, and especially if we don't get a vote, holy smokes! If we don't get a vote, oh, and God. it just ends and the dust settles, it's gonna. It's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be good for anybody. No. People are gonna be pretty frustrated by it. Uh, and at what point we'll just demand? We have to know where this spot is on River Road, where we can make bets and ping off the Indiana Towers. We demand to know it. I had. Uh, I woke up, not in a sweat, a cold sweat. But I woke up with gambling anxiety because I was watching the first game and of the Final Four, and everybody was bricking shots. Uh, it's like, oh man, well that it's a lock for UConn because Miami's not going to make shots. I got to make a bet, and I just couldn't. I couldn't make my money. It was going to be easy money. I wasn't going to hammer it, but I was going to put a couple units, and I couldn't make my bet because we live in this stupid state where nothing can get done. So please. Please don't make these nightmares become reality, uh, Max Wise and or rest of Senate GOP. Get it done. Let's get it done. And Thayer, if like if if it does, if you're so for it, you just call it to a vote. Maybe somebody will surprise once the the bright lights are on, and then you know what you'll say. I did what I needed to do to get it done. Uh, this is what the people of Kentucky wanted done, which he said he has said multiple times that he acknowledges that the people of Kentucky want this, then you need to make it happen. So let's, uh, let's hope Max Weiss and for, for people that want Kelly Kraft as governor, that you, you have the, you have them do the right thing. Cause it seems like it'd be a disqualifier if, if they, if they did not, uh, te- do we know where we're at on the text line? Uh, John here. Good morning, everyone. Man, it was nice to see Mr. Wagner step up with the pressure on and just be so calm and knock down two important free throws. This class will be very special. Guys, we will win number nine next year. So tell me, out of our freshman class, who is your favorite? Say for me, it's Wagner. He has a chance to be a top three pick in the draft. Also, Reed is right there as a favorite as well. Love the background history of his father in Kentucky. Reed is royalty, and I can see him giving us at least three years. He would be a lottery pick himself, like father, like son be a legend in Kentucky. What do you all think? Got to go talk to you later. I love that DJ the next day hits a game winner. Uh, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Although I don't know who, like what kind of tournament he was playing in, who he was playing for. The throne championship with the, he was beating the Savannah Cats or something. Like it was, it was just a very, didn't really understand what he was playing in in Atlanta, but cool that he uh, knocked down a game winner. Yeah, I didn't see the the game winner. I'll have to look that up after the show. But Step back three. Is that's back. great. And I have this theory that Reed Shepard, John, is going to be like a – and this may very well not happen. It's just a guess. But that he could be like the, the John Calipari holdover, leftover, that, ought, that makes people feel good about UK being competitive with the next guy in his first year where it's like, you know you're going to lose people. You'll probably lose people to the transfer portal. You'll probably have some recruits drop out. Even if you do hire – and you're going to hire a coach that's going to bring a lot of people in, and you're going to definitely hire somebody that's got to be good in the portal and good on the recruiting trail. 
So you'll get some people in, but I could see just Reed Shepard being one of the players that you know isn't going to leave, you know is going to be back for another year, and you'll feel good about having him around. All that being said, though, he's going to have NBA draft aspirations, dreams, and he'll have some decisions to make too. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty high on him, and I don't think it's a one-year thing, but I wouldn't be totally shocked if it were a two-year thing. So that's also a chance where that doesn't happen. But I could see him, like Cal Perry saying, hey, you, maybe they go out on top this year, and that would be awesome, uh, or the following year, and you just feel good about having Shepard still in the program. But, John, I hope he is around for several years. He'll be really good. He will make a ton of money. He was doing that little dental ad like the day nil became allowed, which I don't know if he was getting paid for that or not. But yeah, he, the, uh, um, I, I guess he couldn't because KHSAA hasn't allowed it. But the, the white Greer Maggard, I'm sure they had like a, hey, do this for us now and we'll pay you on the back end. You know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Gotcha. Uh, somebody texted in about the gambling. We talked about that. Somebody else texted in something we can't say. Somebody else just texted in D Rose. Somebody else says, Dear Lord, we're already complaining about long twos. SMH, yes, people <laughs> are. Uh, somebody mentioned it was Collier's cousin that passed away. Uh, that okay. is sad. By the way, the Nike Hoop Summit game, DJ Wagner's playing in that. Justin Edwards is as well. And also Collier is. So you'll get to kind of see how – it won't be the same as seeing Dillingham and Wagner play. But Collier has some similarities to Dillingham. It, it, it's two kind of electric combo guards that can do a lot of everything. I'll be curious to see that. I always like the Summit game. Although in the McDonald's All-American game, if they play that hard, that was pretty entertaining. So uh, more basketball, the better. I think Bradshaw just wanted a break. That's why he's not in the Summit game, if I'm not mistaken. Could be wrong about that. A texter says, seeing Kentucky players on the winning side of a tight game is refreshing. Oh, but Reed Shepard, he was on the losing side. Yeah, that's true. Any chance we can get a roll call conspiracy breakdown about the toxic chemical spilled on the river passing Louisville yesterday, which is getting little coverage? That's because uh, the, uh, the water company, they said we're good. They said we're good. The mayor said we're good. Uh, I do have – I know somebody that is totally convinced that all these train derailments, now the barge, chemical spills into did, river did sources. Barge. Yeah, that was crazy. The people are convinced that I, – or I know one person that's – at least one person that's convinced that all of this is a plan, that, like, it's actually a, a foreign attack. Hmm. But how's that, that for a conspiracy? That's conspiracy. Uh, a texter says, my hopes are up and I'm ready to get hurt, hurt again. Kirby says, well, I've seen enough. We're back. DJ's a dog. Edward's filthy and a dog. Bradshaw started slow, but when he turned on the motor, holy, and Reed just makes all the right plays. Feels like we have alphas again, boys, and it was refreshing seeing all of our players make winning plays. Buckle up, Roush. Mm-hmm. I like, the, I like, like John said, I like the made free throws from Wagner. That was nice to, nice to see. Mm-hmm. UK baseball staying hot would actually give me something to look forward to during the season. I'm all for it. Love nothing more than to bet and watch Kentucky baseball confidently until football. It's true. You can bet on baseball. I've never, never placed a bet on a baseball game. I hope so. this is, I hope this is real from the Batcats because it would be fun. And the SEC is so tough that, like, if they're actually competitive in the SEC, you're, you're going to get some fun games. You'll get fun series. You'll get top twenty-five matchups. There, this is a big weekend for UK. Missouri, it's Missouri, correct? We've established that. Missouri's this weekend. I did. Um, they're th- they're three and three in conference. They swept and were swept. I think they were swept by Florida, but swept Tennessee. 
So this this is a kind of a middle of the pack SEC team. I think it's maybe top twenty five. Take care of business. I um I did see where Georgia lost by ten runs to Georgia Southern. So um you know kind of it's good to know that there there are teams out there that you can you can stack up some wins against an SEC play. May need to get Scoots roommates on the show to dissect exactly what goes on in House Scoots. They're all they're over there reenacting controversial college basketball plays, massages and stretching each other out, practicing drunk driving tests, sitcom and waiting. I've said that for years. If you put me and my roommate, it just like put a camera in our house, instant, instant comedy. You all would love it. I would. It sounds like I'd like it a lot. Maybe you'd have the Thornton's girl over there as like kind of one of the side characters. <laughs> I'm all for it. Uh, all right. Do we have any new text that we're at? Um, we had another John text. Oh, okay. John here. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm so glad this week is moving right along. I'm excited about opening day today. This might be the most MLB unique season ever with a great idea of a pitch clock beginning a big thing. For the league, I'll be watching my Yankees play today while I work, and I will love every minute of it. Maybe I should bring in a grill and have some great dogs at work. Let's make a day of it, right? Tell me how excited you are about the MLB season and the clock timing thing. Um, I, I'm I'm confused by the, the upcoming time. I guess because Jacob just sent in a different format for them. Um, he said, well, there's 20 seconds of my life I'll never get back. I'm sure that's referencing Jacob's hot dog story. Yeah, uh, that was tough. Yeah. So I said, Ryan Harrow, morning, gents. Haven't seen you all. Have you all seen White Lotus? Absolutely. I'm about five episodes in. The show's absolutely bonkers. What shows have you all been watching? Uh, maybe we'll spend more time with that tomorrow. All right, everybody enjoy opening day of the baseball season. We're out of time. Good to have intern Jacob back in the in the mix. Uh, you're welcome, any, you're yeah. welcome anytime. Roush, enjoy Lexington. And we'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big X. Walker, Nick Roush, Intern Jacob, Justin Kalen. See you later.